Welcome to the Fortress of Comic News, episode 207. I am one of your hosts, Chris, alongside the very fashionable Mike. There you go. I was like, how is he going to incorporate my new sweatshirt into the episode today? Um, Because I am rocking, for those of you on video, this amazing Fortress Comics sweatshirt uh, available on TeePublic. Uh, You can go check out my Twitter. I have the... um, link right there i will say and i'm not just tooting our own horn here folks um this sweatshirt is very well made it's like because like sometimes you get sweatshirts from like i don't know t sprung or whatever and it's like they shrink after one wash they tear at the seams this is like a really nice quality sweatshirt just saying so you can check it all out on our website it's all for grabs yeah when i decided to go with t public I looked yeah. up because there's Tea Spring, there's Tea Public, right. there's, there's so many Red now. Bubble. Yeah, but I looked them up and it seemed like Tea Public had the best uh, quality, um, yeah. the worst payouts for us, but right. the best yeah. quality. So yeah. that's all I really cared about. <laughs> there's like, probably something. They're probably there's something happening there, right? You, they get more money, they make a better quality product. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, like I didn't plan on getting rich off these T-shirts and shit. So I was like, if people buy it, I want it to be a good shirt that they can yeah. wear. So. And you know, I have some friends that don't even listen to the podcast that um, saw the sweatshirt and they're like, "Oh, that looks awesome! I'll I'll definitely grab that." Um, not because. Yeah, I have a friend that doesn't listen, just not because like he doesn't love comics and everything, but he he talks about how everything gets spoiled for him because he you know is behind on everything. So I'm like, well, you know, that's that's fine too. But skip the end of our show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, skip the end. Maybe the beginning where we talk about TV shows. But that's great. I mean, you know, if you don't want to think spoiled, you go to those interviews on YouTube. Everyone, we cut those out for you, and uh, you don't have to listen to Chris and I just talk with each other. Like we're pretty much going to do all this episode. Uh, no interview today. Just going to talk about some stuff. Chris was in the dark ages for the last few days. So we're just trying to get a little bit of an episode this week. Um, you just yeah. got power back. Like what? Today? Yesterday? I think I posted the picture. Yeah. But we had such severe windstorms over here. So there was windstorms. Mind you, what we got is nothing compared to most of the country. Because there was right. a storm that went through a big chunk of the country. Yep. And... Um, a lot of places got like tornadoes and shit from it. So people got way worse than I did, but it came through here and it was a combination of the fact that it's like almost spring. So the, the ground's really soft Mm -hmm. and we were getting like almost 70 mile an hour winds. Yeah. It's not good. And people are losing power left and right, but literally like down the street from me, like probably four or five houses down uh, power line just kind of fell over and Mm -hmm. miraculously, none of them like, busted or tore there's no loose wires or anything they just kind of fell over just tipped right over gently yeah. gently tipped over <laughs> so we actually got uh power back the same night it was like right as i was going to bed like all the power came on mm-hmm. and then i expected i almost was not do a show because it's like there's no way they're getting internet back right it's gonna take forever right. and uh yeah last night once again as i'm about to go to bed boom internet pops on so nice yeah. Good work to the fine people at, uh, I don't know if it's Spectrum or who does that. National but, Grid or yeah. one of those people. All the, They like deploy people from all over the different states, too, to help out. So Yeah, so whoever helped us out, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. What a what a weekend. I mean, Invincible hit this weekend, and you can watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. What a weekend to not have internet. It's hard to rub it in, but, they, dude, that's awful. <laughs> that's, so, yeah, when we're done here tonight, I think we watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, because I mean yep. it's me. 
Yeah. And then sometime throughout the week, I'm going to try to get to Invincible because I've been hearing nothing but good things, and I'm so uh, happy. And I also watched, partly because I didn't I didn't get to read any comics this week, I watched the whole first season of the Dota anime that they released on Netflix. Okay. Because uh, you know, everybody knows I'm a huge fan of Dota, but this isn't to preach about the game. It's just a really... if uh, You like the Castlevania anime on Netflix, <laughs> if anybody had watched that. This is like the same type of fantasy realm... Um, it's really gory. Uh, the only, my only, like, the only, like, gripe I have against it is it's R-rated, so they kind of, like, shoehorn, you know, F-bombs in here left and right, which is kind of weird to see, like, you know, characters you like. But there's so much lore in the Dota universe, and it's, I mean, a lot of people that don't even play the game that are watching it are saying it's, it reminds them almost to, like, D&D or, uh, um, like that type of like Warcraft, because I mean, the game was based in Warcraft, which we all know the Warcraft characters came from what the, the realm of D and D and the Lord of the Rings universe. So there's a lot of overlap there. So the fantasy and the, um, you know, the world building of Dota isn't just about a game. It has all these different creatures. Like there's elves um, that are, you know, a big part of this season, stuff like that. So dragons, obviously it's called uh, dragon's blood. Um, But it's, it's a really good look at like, because, I mean, Dota has over 100 characters. There's probably like four or five in this, in this season, and it was just phenomenal. It was really good stuff. So, uh, Fortress of Video Game Talk here. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been surprised at both Dota and League. So, mm-hmm. I joke around. I know a bunch of people play MOBAs, and we joke around about how like, people play MOBAs don't like to have fun. Yeah, I don't um, like <laughs> Mike hates fun, because he, yeah. he plays those, and he plays Dark Souls. So, he just yeah. hates fun. No, fun, um, fun is not a thing for me. But they had all these things, and they they would never like really build off of them. They're just like, we got these, and they make a shitload of money, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Right. And it seems like the past year or two, I've noticed leagues, like, we're going to make more video games based on this. And mm-hmm. now I'm hearing Dota's doing all this stuff. Yeah. I was surprised they don't do more of that, like, trying to reach those tentacles out and be like... Well, the, the, the biggest problem that Valve has had with Dota was there was never a new player tutorial. Like, there are so many complicated layers to the game of Dota that it was like... And you can't release an anime with ha- without having new players. So there's been so many people like out on forums and Reddit of like, hey, I watched the anime. Where do I begin with the game? So as soon as the anime dropped uh, on the 26th of last week, um, as soon as that dropped, they had a major update to Dota with a whole tutorial mode for new players, which has like never been seen before. So wow. it was re- like they had timed it perfectly because like the community has been screaming for like five to six years, like your community's dying because. You have no way to teach new players, and it's it's really tough. So, um, kudos to Valve for actually like investing. And like, if you go on Steam right now, it's just like posted everywhere, like Dota anime, blah blah blah. So, um, no, good for them. And it, I mean, it was really good quality. Like, if you take take the whole like out of a video game aside, like the characters are really badass. There's some really badass characters. Uh, the gore scenes are like holy shit sometimes. Um, and, you know, there's, like, magic. I told you there's elves and all that stuff. Uh, the main storyline follows the guy's name, Dragon Knight, and basically he gets the powers, like, imbued with, like, he kills a dragon. The dragon abuses powers in him so he can transform into a dragon, but it's almost like a curse. So, you know, there's these uh, dragon knights that are almost like the Night's Watch from uh, um, Game of Thrones, where instead of, like, you know keeping out the White Walkers, their job is to hunt dragons or, like, keep dragons away from the general population. So it's really cool, like, the world building they do. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, so I watched quite a bit of stuff. Um, 
and I know you didn't, so sorry about that. But yeah. Uh, no, um, I was really happy that my switch was charged, though. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so you got to play <laughs> some of that. Um, yeah, so I played I, plenty of Bravely Default too. You know, oh, getting okay. Super weeby up in here. Yeah, yeah. I I started. Um, did I tell you I started the DC Villains game that has like the Crime Syndicate? Yeah, we talked about that off air one time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't finished it yet though. Yeah, I bought that for one of my stepson's like uh, last year, two years ago. So it's in yeah. this house. I want to play it, but yeah, I don't have time to play the games I have. Like I got, <laughs> I have Bravely Default two. I've been playing yep. that, loving that, and then I actually found um, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Oh, I forgot about that game. Yeah, it was on sale for like twenty bucks, and I was just like, okay, I'll buy that. And yeah. it's you know it's fun if you played um, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. It's just copy paste Breath of the Wild, except yeah. like Greek gods and stuff. So you got like Zeus and Poseidon are narrating the story, mm-hmm. and they're all sassy and weird. And <laughs> that's awesome. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, what a what a week though. I mean, uh, well, you know, next week we're getting uh, Kong versus Godzilla, which I'm seeing some for uh, like pre reviews from people. Mm-hmm. And it's like seventy plus for like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, which is huge. Um, which, by the way, everybody, I'll do another live stream for that. Yeah. So go over to I freaking love comics YouTube next Friday night, and I'll be doing that. Or follow me on Twitter, and I'll probably post about it. Yeah, I'll be watching that one with the fam. But uh, yeah, check out the live stream for that. I'm so excited for that movie. I mean, you, <sighs> I don't, I've been talking about it since they announced it, but uh, I cannot wait for that. And also the, the Suicide Squad trailer. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. I mean, that came out of nowhere. Um, I do love that the like the posters that uh, James Gunn had posted on his Instagram. Um, oh, I can't think of the. It's a. It's another movie that it's like a. It's a tribute to. Um, it's one of those like. Oh, it's, they it's look like Grindhouse posters. Yeah, and it's something like that. I think it's like a western. It's not a good, bad, ugly. It's something else. But um, yeah. Dude, did you know James Gunn's in the trailer? Yeah. Uh, that was pretty... So, we'll so is um, the creator of the Suicide Squad. Oh, really? That's He's... not Ostrander, is it? It might be Ostrander. I forget, but I read, I read a whole article about it, and it's all just gone out of my brain. I just remember That's that the creator's in that trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. So, let's talk... I guess we'll just jump into the TV news, if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Um, the Boys Season 3 just added uh, Keisha uh, Winter cast as uh, Little little Nina or Little Nina. I, didn't, I never really figured out how that was pronounced in, in the comic. I just figured Nina. Nina, yeah. I guess there's no apostrophe, so it's Little Nina, yeah. yeah. Um, does that tell us anything about where the story is going for, for Season 3? Uh, not really, other yeah. than... It's going to involve some sort of crime boss or, you know, mafia or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm super excited for season three because I love season two. But, like, right. we got that news. And then before that, they're, like, they're doing Herogasm next season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm looking at it like season three is going to be nuts. And I just want it to be here. Um. Well, if I remember from the comics, Little Nina was like 
she she was like used to recruit supers. I don't know if it was for Vought. I can't remember. Like she had connections because she was a crime boss to other superheroes. So this might be like we talked about. You know, we've been speculating. Oh, maybe we'll get to see some of the the C class villains mm-hmm. and heroes. So hopefully that like gives us our connection of like she's got connections to all these heroes. So we're gonna see like you know shitty villains and stuff like that. And which is what we want out of the third season. Like we've established heroes are here, so now give us some like give us some like ridiculous ones. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, if we got some like the B and C list, I wonder maybe if she's the one that's going to be like moving the heroes around from team to team. Oh yeah, because there's so many teams that they talk about in the comic that we don't even see yet. Yeah, and this could be how they connect the main show to that spinoff show too. Oh, so, like, right. You know, right. maybe she recruits them young to go to the, the mm-hmm. academy. Yep. There's a bunch yeah. of things they could do there. I yeah. just, I just want season three of the boys now. In my veins. Yeah. yeah, please. Uh, but something you probably want a little more. Hulu's upcoming series, Modoc, just announced a bunch of additions for the cast. John Hamm will be voicing Iron Man. Okay. Yep. Nathan Fillion is voicing Wonder Man. What? Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is voicing Pound Cakes. I don't even know who Pound Cakes is. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson is voicing the Hulk. Bill Hader is voicing both the leader and Angar the Screamer. Uh, Okay, okay, Hulu. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, well, so first of all, Nathan Fillion voicing Wonder Man is hilarious because yeah. he actually played Wonder Man in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and his all the scenes were cut. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Okay. So good on you, uh, Patton Oswalt, for pulling that one off. Yeah. Um, I'm not like... I. I'm going to be honest with everybody right now. I've never watched Mad Men. Mm-hmm. So I don't like, I know John Hamm and I yeah. know like the jokes that like Kevin Smith makes about John Hamm having a giant yeah. dick. That's about my knowledge of John Hamm. <laughs> but he's been like weirdly connected to a bunch of animated stuff, right? Like, right. And he is great in the Invincible show. He voices the Invincible, uh, not, he doesn't voice Invincible. Um, I forget what, who he voice, voices in that, but he's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I think it's kind of funny that he, you know, he was on this gigantic show and now it's just like voice acting stuff, which I find because I want him as Iron Man. Like that's the perfect Iron Man right there. Yeah. I have no fucking clue who Pound Cakes is, but sure. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg's going to be hilarious, I'm sure. (laughs) Like she has a voice that you know. So it's going to be something iconic. Yeah. And I feel like Bill Hader, so the leader will probably be like a constant, like, I want the leader to be like Modoc's neighbor, like his annoying neighbor that just shows up. <laughs> yeah. And cool. then Angar the Screamer, like that has to be a one bit thing. There's, yeah. Right. There's just no way Angar is a regular character. Yeah, right, right. That's... But oh, just do the show. I know. Come it's on. It's everything I want in life. Yep. Um, <laughs> this this is bound to happen, this next piece of news. And the least shocking announcement of the year, uh, Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent's comic berserker has been picked up by netflix uh they're gonna make both an animated series based on the comic and a live action adaptation presumably keanu will play the the leading role in both of them so surprise surprise there i'm shocked yeah so shocked. imagine taking a you know a kickstarted comic putting keanu reeves as the main character in the comic and then you know surprise surprise 
it sells a lot of issues, and it's like, wow, we basically have a script already. So, so I feel like Keanu has a love for like other mediums because yeah. he's always involved in video game stuff, and yep. I never took him as a comic guy, but maybe he just has like a love for comic stuff. And he's like, I had this idea for a movie called Berserker, blah blah. Yeah. And somehow he connects with Matt Kent. I was like, fuck it, let's make it a comic. Right. And then Matt Kent's like, sure, because I know that as soon as we release issue one, it's going to be adapted somehow, and yeah. I'm going to be rich as fuck. And good for <laughs> Matt Kent. Yep. Um, and, I mean, Keanu's kind of at that point in his career where it's like, he can do whatever the hell he wants. And Yeah, because it's like the whole cyberpunk debacle. Like, we yeah. won't get too much into what happened there, but, like, Keanu right. was the face of cyberpunk, and yet... He still gets the good press from that game while that yeah, because he I mean he was the best part of the game. (laughs) Like it's not he he wasn't the one that developed the game, you know, like come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so good on him. Okay, uh I'm gonna talk about these briefly because Chris and watching Falcon Winter Soldier episode two uh this week. It was really good. Um we get you know, this is the first glimpse at uh Falcon and Winter Soldier teaming up. We also get a glimpse at the guy who is in the Captain America suit, why he's there. Um, and then he has a teammate with him. I can't remember the name. The guy has some sort of like sidekick. The new Captain America does. Um, but something happens uh, where all four of them meet up, like Bucky and Falcon and Captain America and his sidekick. They all meet up at at a certain point in the episode and the people that the flag smashers they're chasing after they realize are all super soldiers. So they're, they get their asses kicked pretty much. Um, so now they're like wondering where the super soldier serum is coming from. Uh, you know, they, and, um, Bucky has an idea to go, to go visit, um, an old, uh, not an old friend, but an old acquaintance. And I don't know if this is in the comic at all. I can't remember his name, um, but there was a there was a black uh, super soldier back in the day, and this this uh, episode kind of focuses on race a little bit too, like uh, racial issues, like they because they he lives in like you know a bad part of town, and the cops pull up on Bucky and Falcon together. And the, like, they're like, oh, is this guy bothering you to Bucky? And he's like, what do you, don't you know who this is? Like, you know, like, kind of like profiling him and stuff. So, um, but it's, it's done really well. Um, there was a really, a really cool conversation he has with a kid on the street that's like, hey, you're the, you're the Black Falcon. And he's like, he's like, what do you mean, the Black Falcon? He's like, he's like, well, that's what my dad calls you. He's like, are you the Black kid? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> He's like, oh, and he's like, he like hits his friend on the shoulder. He's like, got him. And then he walks away. <laughs> he's like, you know, like the kid has the realization, like he could just be the Falcon. He doesn't like, you know, his race has nothing to do with it. Um, and that was, it was just a cool little conversation he has. But uh, so, you know, by the end of the episode, they, they realize they have to get the, um, they have to find out, you know, where the super soldier serum is coming from. So the the res, uh, the resolution is like Bucky and Falcon are like okay we got to go talk to Zemo so they're gonna go uh, Baron von Zemo is being held uh, at Shield or uh, the Shield facility but he doesn't have a mask or anything because you know he's locked up still so um, but there's there the wedge is already driven between uh, Falcon Winter Soldier and um, the new 
the new Captain America. Like they already are butting heads. Like um, also, we see Captain America shoot a gun <laughs> in this episode. Just kind of wild. He like pulls a gun on uh, some of the enemies and like shoots his pistol at him. Which is like it's just weird to see, you know. But so um, I was just looking it up because I was pretty sure, but I wanted to be hundred percent sure. Yeah. Um, the the black super soldier. Um, that was from 2003. So that's actually during Brubaker's run. Oh, okay. So it's a Brubaker so, Um, so I'm pretty sure it's a Brubaker character. So yeah, he is someone that's existed. Um, I, I can't remember who, because U.S. Agent got a Bucky. Well, when he was Captain America, he got a Bucky. Yeah. And I'm zoning on the name. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty much who it is. And um, then... What was the last thing you said? I, uh, they're going to see Zemo, but oh, the gun. Oh, oh, the gun. So yeah, the gun is actually so that freaked me out for a while because when Cap dies from the magic time bullet, yeah, uh, Bucky takes over. So yeah, so Iron Man grabs Bucky, says you should be the next Captain America. He turns him into Captain America with a Puerto Rican flag on his uh, chest, mm-hmm. and. Bucky, because he's the Winter Soldier, not only has a shield, but he has a pistol. <laughs> so there's whole like runs of it where Bucky's yeah. cap and he's just like shooting people with a pistol. <laughs> it's awesome. really it's weird, but it's it's awesome. It was fun stuff. As like I wouldn't tell anybody like go look up the Bucky Cap stuff, but like right. as a Cap fan, I was reading Cap every month. I was like that yeah. was a fun like couple of years where Bucky's just running around with a shield and a pistol shooting people. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, and then Invincible. Uh, Three episodes have dropped. I've only watched two because they're 45 minutes each, which is awesome. I mean, good on Amazon for giving us so much stuff right up front. All I'll say is they did a, a great job. It's gory as hell. Um, not not what just for randomly, though. You know, it's not just like gory to be gory. It's gory when it, it has to be. Like, it's a realistic approach to, like, superheroes fighting off alien invasions and stuff like that. Uh, the voice cast... Like we always talked about it, there's an amazing voice cast. Um, uh, Steve Stephen Yen and uh, as Invincible Mark Grayson, um, J.K. Simmons as uh, Omni Man is so good. It like fits so well, and we talked about that. And mm-hmm. then the second ep- the second episode, you get to see Alan the Alien, um, and that's voiced by Seth Rogen, and it's really good. Uh, you know, it's. The characters are great. Um, it's pretty much the same plot line so far. So, you know, the end of the first episode. And they do this funny thing wherever they go to say Invincible, they, like, put up the... <laughs> they put up, like, the um, the big logo for the show where it's either, like, the end of the episode or, like, the beginning of the episode. Um, so that's kind of funny. Uh, you know, the second episode uh, focuses on Adam Eve and Rex Explode and... Uh, I forgot that Zachary Quinto is doing the voice of uh, Robot Man. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know, and you get more and you get Cecil in the next episode. So, like, it's, you know, the characters show up and, and uh, oh, my God, I can't think of the. It's not Damien. Is it like Damien Dark? There's like that Hellboy character, uh, too. That's uh, just really good. Um, he's like the demon detective, uh, something dark. And I can't remember his name, but he shows up, too. And there's like all these characters that appear and you're like, man, I cannot. I can't, I couldn't remember all the characters that you know uh, Kirkman made up for this book. Well, yeah. you know, not made up, but like kind of took from other <laughs> universes. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's just really good, and I can't say enough good things. I just hope that it's well received by you know non comic fans that don't know what this is. I hope it's well received and they keep doing it because it's it's so good and it's kind of like it's I don't know it's it's somewhat like nostalgic because you know you read through all the hundred twenty something uh, issues of Invincible and then to sit there and see these characters like at their beginning because you know like where Alan the alien ends up you know where like Mark ends up, you know where Omni Man ends up, and you know Conquest is coming, and all this shit's gonna happen, and it's uh, oh, it's so good. We get the scene in the second episode where, um, if you remember, there's that alien race that keeps uh invading that like keeps getting thwarted because they suck. Like, uh, time moves uh faster in their universe. Mm-hmm. So like Omni Man at the end of the episode, he like teleports over their Earth and just lays waste to their world. And when he comes back at the end of the episode, he has like a beard and shit because time had moved further. And he's like, you know, he's just back for dinner and he's just like, I'm going to go take a shower. But like literally he was like murdering a planet <laughs> and saying like, I'm going to be able to take over Earth. You guys are. And he just murders like the whole population of the planet and then comes back with a beard. And he's like, I'm going to you know take a shower. So, you know, J.K. Sim- Simmons is doing an amazing job. The, the writing is phenomenal um, and the animation is really good. I think it's it's on par with. With uh, Otley art, I mean, it's not very jarring to look at. I think it fits really well, so check it out. Yeah, it's I always it's always yeah. the awesome feeling that we're getting more and more as like nerd fans or you know nerd yeah. culture fans of something that you love for so long, and now it's just like oh, now everybody understands. <laughs> yeah, now many people get it, you know. So, um, all right, movie news. Uh, Warner Media CEO and Starnoff addressed the future of the Snyderverse and the possibility of an air cut. cut. First, she said there are no plans to continue Zack Snyder's universe and the DC Entertainment Universe, and they plan to continue in the direction of the current DC movies. As for the air cut, she said we will, won't be developing David Ayer's cut. Um, that's great news, you know, but also uh, they also said that about the Snyder cut. <laughs> They said it will never happen, what, you know, three, four years ago. So if, you know, you can only show them with your wallets, you know, you get HBO Max, you watch that, and who knows. Um, but So I like the the first comment which says there's no plans to continue Zack Snyder's version of the DC Extended Universe. Yeah, right. Um, that's not saying they're not doing it. Right, That's exactly. just saying right now, like, no, we don't have plans for it. Yeah. And it's, we yeah. saw the other day... It trended harder than anything's trended in the, like this space in a long time. Yeah, right. To restore the Snyderverse, so Please. I wouldn't be surprised if something happens now. Like I'm starting to get more and more of the feeling of I think we're going to see vindication of Snyder's like vision for DC. That'd be cool. Um, as far as your second comment, I love it. Uh, we won't be developing David Ayer's cut. Good. That movie's garbage. Everybody yeah, stop. Yeah, there's no terrible. saving that movie. Right. Yeah. It makes there's... me mad that people yeah. are like going out there like, oh, we gotta get the air cut. Like, no, yeah. that movie sucked. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> like, it's at least not... Justice League. So when we got the Justice League in the theaters, like I remember we came out of that and we're like, it was okay. Right. Like, you know Suicide Squad, you came out of that, you're like, that was hot garbage. Suicide Squad, I wanted to kill myself because I wasted <laughs> an hour of my life watching that fucking movie. Like that movie's trash. Stop. Yeah. It just right. makes me so mad that people are yeah. on this. It's really bad. Um, well, hope we get something. I hope we get something. As long yeah. as it's, I mean, 
I think the perfect solution is comics, but right. If you can get the band back together and do Just League Two, like, damn. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, some good news for the Shazam universe. Second Shazam movie has added another actor to its cast. Helen Mirren has signed on to play Hespera in the upcoming sequel. Holy shit! Okay, and I, I, Helen Mirren had said this in an interview a while ago that she wanted to play like a villain in a comic movie, and everybody's like, "It's Helen Mirren." I mean, like, she's not going to want to do that. She's Hespera, dude. Like, this is a big name for the Shazam Two movie. That's huge. Like, yeah. when I first heard this, I was like, "Helen who?" And I looked her up. It's like, "Oh, okay, that's who you that mean is. Academy Award winner Helen Mirren?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she hadn't done anything important like an Avengers movie, so I don't oh know my she's... god. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I looked her up. I looked her up. I'm like, okay, she's you know a very good actress who's been in movies that I do not give two shits about, but it's still a huge name. Oh yeah, it's a huge and name. And it's going to attract a lot of attention. So it's going to bridge that gap for sure of like of I, people that love Helen Mirren and comic book movies, you know. So like if DC has nothing else, at least they got these Shazam movies like Yeah, right. And now this this was cra- this is a little weird um but I think I'm okay with it. Uh, the Black Adam movie announced the new addition to its cast. Former James Bond actor Pierce Brosnan will be playing Dr. Fate. Now, a lot like Hawkman, Dr. Fate, the the origin or the, you know, the whatever, the how he gets his powers, it's all been, like, thrown to shit for so many years of, like, we don't have an origin for the, Nobody, like, there's no, like, definitive who is this character so the fact, I mean, the fact that he's not going to be Egyptian, right? Um, clearly, it's Pierce Brosnan. Uh, that's not part of the origins or anything like that. I mean, this will say we're getting a Justice Society in the movie, right? I hope. Amazing. Um, well, that's been talked about. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but the more, like, at first I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, Pierce Brosnan is another big name. His voice, though, because you're not hardly ever going to see his face. You're going to hear his voice, and he has a very distinct and, like, I don't know, what's the word, like, gusto? <laughs> like, like he's got that voice, I think, to be Dr. Fate. He's a Shakespearean actor. Like, he's right. been trained in Shakespeare. Right. So Yes, exactly, and that's, uh, that's what you need for Dr. Fate. Yeah, so I love this because this movie's taking place in World War II. We're getting Justice Society. I mean... The the origin doesn't matter. Like, okay, magic helmet uh, from past gives you superpowers. Right. Move on. Yeah. Uh, and it could be like a, a British soldier or something. Oh, like, okay, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, dude. Oh, so, I like that. Okay. You should write this movie. I, <laughs> I wish. But it's like, I love the choice of Pierce. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. such a good choice. Like, his, you know, his filmography is what it is, but right. he's an amazing actor, and oh, nobody yeah. can deny that. Yeah. And and he's got the voice. Maybe. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, for him, it's like, he's got the Bond money. Right. Fuck, he's got the Mamma Mia money. Yeah, I was going to say the Mamma Mia money, man. Like, Come on. he don't he need anything. Care. So he's yeah. you know he's going to be sitting at home. He's going to have to film one scene, right. and then he's just going to sit at home in a VO box and be like, I'm Dr. Fate. Look at my magic powers. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, i love yeah. this casting yeah i'm all about it it's it's one of those castings that you're like wow i didn't think about that but that could really work you know it's um, one of those castings that not to like 
twist the knife or anything, but it feels like a Marvel casting mm-hmm. where I'm just like, it's so perfect. And I never thought about it. Right. Exactly. Yep. Um, Marvel and Disney have announced another delay to the upcoming Black Widow movie. Although this one looks like it'll be the last. Black Widow is now slated to premiere in theaters July 9th, but that isn't all. And it's also going to be released simultaneously on Disney Plus for an additional 30 bucks. Um, as a Disney Plus, well, not even as a Disney Plus customer, as a Marvel, huge Marvel fan, what do you feel about that? That $30 you got to pay. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> like, look at HBO Max. They're like, wham, wham. You get this, you get this. You know, like... I, so I've been saying on the show for so long where I'm like, I think the Disney Plus, like, simultaneous release mm-hmm. is garbage. Like, $30? Kiss yeah. my ass, $30. Right. And this was the testing point. Like, was I willing to put my money where my mouth is? I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. I will I will go to a theater and contract COVID before I spend thirty dollars to watch it. My fuck, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fully vaccinated by then, so like I might not have an issue going to a theater if they're even open. Some of them aren't even open in Albany still. Like they don't open until April now. But yeah. um, but look at HBO Max. They're like, yeah, I mean, we're gonna take a loss here, but you know, come next year, we're not releasing these movies on the platform for free. You'll be able to go to a theater safely by next year by the time Batman comes out. Mm-hmm. Which is like Batman is the one movie where I'm like, I need to go to a theater to see it. Like Black Widow was like, eh. But um yeah, like what the hell, Disney? It's not like, you know, Warner Brothers doesn't have a theme park they could, you know, make extra money off of. It's like they're just doing this, you know, releasing all of their movies, all their blockbuster movies on their platform for free. Well, for the you know, the subscription fee, but like yeah. I don't know, man. But I just, yeah, I'm not happy about the decision. I will probably, I, I didn't even think about that. I will be fully vaccinated by then too. Yeah. So, I'll probably, I'm just my local theater, my mom and pop theater. I still have one of those. Um, yeah. They're open, so if they're still open by then, because who knows with how the world's been. Yeah. I'll just go there and give them my money because mm-hmm. it'll be like ten, twelve dollars, right? Plus whatever, like, you know, drink I get. So yeah. probably 20 bucks. But at least I get to go sit in a theater and support like a mom and pop shop instead right, of right. funneling yeah. Disney $30 when that should be free. Like, yeah. No, I agree. Because I was um, thinking about it for Godzilla. Yeah. I really was. Oh, and yes. I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I don't want to sit in that theater with a mask on for right. two hours, two and a right. half hours. Yep. And I don't have the vaccine yet. So I would have to sit in that theater for, with a mask on. So. Yeah, I probably just watched that one at home, but yeah, yeah, this is I, I can't voice how mad I am about this Disney Plus decision. Yeah, especially when the the movie's been delayed for so long. You know, like it, I think that's part of it too. It's like I, I get it. We're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. I get it. Right. Like right. We, we can't even comprehend the amount of money we're talking about, but. Right. I also understand that Disney is one of those companies up there with Microsoft and a few and Amazon, a few others, where they could literally wipe their ass with hundreds of millions of dollars, and it <laughs> wouldn't even touch the bottom line. So, right. why not give this one up, and then when Shang Chi's ready in September, like, okay, guys, like we're vaccinated, we can go back to theaters. Now it's going to be in theaters. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't get it. Um. What I do get is this Suicide Squad trailer that is also coming to HBO Max or the Polka Dot Man and his amazing friends. Uh, 
this trailer was amazing. Okay, I don't I even know where to start. The the realization that Sylvester Stallone is voicing King Shark and King Shark is playing just a big dumb oaf is hilarious. Okay. So there's like two scenes of King Shark. He doesn't even hardly say anything. Like they're raising their hand. He's like, and it's like the funniest shit I've ever seen. And the fact, I think it's even funnier that Sylvester Stallone's like a 70 year old man and is like voicing the dumbest character. And <laughs> It's amazing. Like, only James Gunn can get people to do this. Um, I mean, we get to see the whole squad, right? There's a lot of people... Uh, there's a lot of people in the squad that they don't, like, really focus on. So you know some people are going to be dead by the end of it. Um, easily. So many people are going to die in this movie. But uh, we find out by the end of it... Um, I mean, they have to... It seems like, you know, there's a suicide squad already established. Waller needs to pull some more people out of jail. And then by the end of it, the target that they're fighting, we see, is Starro. <laughs> I I think we had said something like that. Like, what if they got to fight Starro in the movie? I think we had talked about this, Chris. Well, the, yeah, because there have been rumors. There have been, like, somebody way smarter than both of us like, yeah. saw in the background that there was a Starro star. Yeah, right. And, like, they're like, well, maybe it's, a you know, an Easter egg. But, you know, who knows? And I remember I, my biggest disappointment with Sylvester Stallone playing King Shark is that he's not playing Starro. Right. Um, but other than that, I love it. And I think now that I've seen this trailer and I see kind of what they're doing, the fact that there's Waller going back and saying, I need to recruit more people. My initial prediction, I think, is going to be what the storyline is going to be, is that whatever the first Suicide Squad was, mm-hmm. with probably Nathan Fillion playing Arms Fall Off Man or whatever he's playing, yeah, got captured by Starro. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to have to fight each other and razzle it out until they... I think... So, I know you're upset that Sylvester Sloan isn't voicing Starro, but we still don't know who uh, Taika Waititi is voicing. So that and... was my next... Yeah, a lot of people think he's and that like that's the only way you get another step above Sylvester is have the guy who voiced Korg. <laughs> yeah. In in Thor vo- voice Stara, which would be amazing. So yeah. I'm 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 excited for this movie. I think I think what's gonna happen is you're gonna get like three people to steal the show here. You're gonna get uh John Cena is gonna steal the show, like just from those little quips in the trailer. Amazing stuff. King Shark, and then probably Star. <laughs> like, so yeah. So John Cena, I can see after that trailer why yeah. they want to do a solo movie with him because he's really good. Yeah, um, yeah, he's awesome. Who's playing? Who's the? Um, oh, uh, Idris Alba. Idris Alba, thank you. Yeah. Idris Alba is perfect for his role. I love it. Yeah, because he's just like he's got enough back talk, but he plays it stern, serious. Yeah, that everybody Dave, else can bounce off of him. David Desmalchin, uh, that little, the little clip of like we're all gonna die, and he's like, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we didn't even see Polka Dot Man do anything. But that's all we got is like he's just a sad, depressed man in a Polka Dot suit. I yeah, this movie is gonna be so. I just have a feeling about it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be their it's gonna be their breakthrough. It's gonna yeah. be the movie that teaches them like, okay. Where Marvel is really good at, we have a story, 
and people work inside of our factory and produce mm-hmm. great things out of that factory. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping what this teaches Warner is you can bring in a great auteur like James Gunn and just make a great movie. Right. Yep. With like the most ridiculous characters. Yeah. And hopefully that's what Matt Reeves does and right. so on and so forth. And we start seeing we might not get that, you know, crossover universe we want from DC, but at least we'll get great movies out of them. Yeah. So like Shazam, Birds of Prey, I mean, Joker, I think those were a good start, but like the Suicide Squad movie is going to like kick down the door. <laughs> so Shazam's my favorite DC movie so far. Right. Uh, so everything prior to Superman um, with Cavill doesn't count in this conversation. Yeah. Shazam's my favorite so far, but it's not really an amazing movie. It's just a really, really good movie. And after that, like it drops off. Like there's not really another that just sticks out to me. Like, yeah, Birds of Prey and Joker were good, but it was like, yeah. I mean, I think weren't... Birds of Prey would be the next in line, yeah. and that's like it's good. I was mm-hmm. surprised by it because I thought I would right. hate it. Yeah. Um, Joker had the Batman origin, so it's trash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, but I just I didn't care for the Joker as much. That joke aside, and. All the other stuff I was just always kind of disappointed with. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm going in with my feelings too high, but I love this trailer, and I just want yeah. it to be as good as I think it's going to be. Yeah. So, I, I'm excited for the movie, for sure. And if Pokemon, if Pokemon Man dies, I riot. Yeah. I'll be the only one out there, but I'll be rioting. I don't know. I'm re- I saw a lot of comments like talking about it. Like, people are on board for Pokemon Man. I was like, you know... You should have hung out with Fortress Comic News early on. You know, we were there. We were there at the, the beginning of it all, talking about shitty villains. You know, that's, that was the foundation of this podcast. And listen, now that if this movie comes out as a success and Gunn gets a second movie, which hopefully he does, that just means I got to hunt him down on the con someday and be like, Cod Peace! We'll just send him a very nice, nicely worded email. We'll tweet him every day about Cod Peace. It's going to happen. Um. Anyways, comic book news, folks. Uh, very sad news uh, this week. Um, comic book creator Chris Yambar has passed away at a very young age of 59. He had uh, complications from diabetes, so it's very sad stuff. I know, Chris, you had a little more uh, story behind him and, and who he was. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know Chris Yambar. I posted a little bit on Twitter, but he worked for um, Bongo Comics for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he's best known for like Simpsons comics, which is why yeah. a lot of people don't really know him. Um, he was fairly local. He was out of Ohio and he was good friends with people I know. So mm-hmm. like it's, it's kind of that Kevin Smith degree of separation, but like we literally are not here without Yambar because Yambar influenced our friend Joe, who then became the reason that me and you met through opening a comic shop or, you know, helping somebody open a comic shop right. and then influencing me to want to do more. So like his influence reaches out further than maybe his work did, but mm-hmm. it is super sad. He was way too young. And I just want to say, a, if you have any problems with diabetes, take care of it because he shouldn't have died. Right. Um, he literally just ignored his diabetes for years and, and part of it is situation because he was a comic creator who didn't have a ton of money and didn't have health insurance. So what you're going to do. Right. Um, 
But if you do want to go and support his family, because I don't know how much money he had left, but I know that for the last couple of years now, they've been kind of on the teetering the line of begging for money. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll have some links in the show notes where you can go buy some of his paintings or some of his comics and stuff like that. Cool. And I'll just help out his, you know, family to not have to worry about that as much. Yeah. That's always good. But yeah, good dude. First comic book creator I ever met. Oh, nice. First person I met in person. So he's, you know, he has a lineage with us as well. Cool. why it was important for me to talk about it yeah for sure um ahoy comics has announced the first comic to come in his next new slate of titles black's myth is a comic described as a punk rock horror series where the lead character is a private investigator who is also a werewolf okay a werewolf private investigator um for martyr eric paliki and artist wendell cavill canty so Sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah. I mean, we guess on some of the art, and it looks good. Yeah. I mean, the art's solid. I, yep. Is this a book I would pick out of the shelves if I was just going through my previews? Probably not, but, you know, we'll probably end up reading it because we'll get review copies. But yep. I just it sounds cool. The art's cool, and I, the Hoy Comics is awesome. Those people are yep. great. Um, this is pretty big news. Marvel's announced that they're no longer going to distribute exclusively with Diamond. Marvel will now be partnering with Penguin Random House to distribute their monthly and collected comics to both the direct market comic shops and bookstores. Retailers will still be able to get their Marvel books through Diamond, but Diamond now has to order their stock through Penguin Random House. Uh, It's going to go into effect October 1st and affects both the U.S. and the U.K. market. So DC was there to do it first. Now it looks like Marvel's following suit. Pretty much. Diamond can't keep, keep, keep get a hold of their uh, shit, huh? I don't know what's going on. I think we're seeing the death nails of Diamond. Like, yeah, I this is to me shows. I think Diamond. I don't know. I'm not a retailer. I haven't dealt with Diamond personally. I'm just going off of what I've seen from the outside looking in. It seems like when the COVID pandemic first hit, Diamond attempted to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. and say we're sending our people home we're not sending out books blah 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 right um and you know some retailers i know were not happy about that because they wanted to keep open right i know that dc wasn't happy about that because money right and that's why dc went the way they did and I'm wondering now if they also burned a bridge of Marvel and just Marvel took a little bit longer because I, I feel like if Marvel, I made this joke at the comic shop, like DC goes to Warner and says, you know, we're going to create our own distribution company. And they're like, okay, like, is it profitable? Can we do this? Yeah, we'll make money off. It'll be cool. Okay. Marvel goes to Disney and says, hey, we're going to distribute our own comics. And Disney's like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Right. Because like, you know, because right. it's Disney. Um. But it's interesting. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, I hope it doesn't hurt retailers. It's all. Yeah, that's the only thing. Like, don't hurt comic shops out of this, you know. But we'll um, see. It's, you know, end of the year. It'll be interesting to see how it works. Although, I was so confused because I was talking to our mutual retailer friend who told me, like, yeah, I can still get stuff through Diamond. Same day and everything. He goes, uh, but Diamond has to order through Random House to get so to weird. their warehouse. 
So yeah. he goes, I don't know how the discounts are going to work. Right. Because it used yeah. to be you ordered a bunch of... How you got indie books into a comic shop was, well, DC and Marvel make all the money. So we order a bunch of theirs. It brings our discount way down so we can take mm. a shot on, I don't know, what a random you know, book that we have. Right, right. And that's the other thing. Like, how's it going to affect that? Because Marvel's not distributing, distributing, um, I don't know, whatever, you know, low end of the spectrum comic publisher there is. Yeah. And neither is Marvel's or neither is DC. So those are my two worries. The super indie people and the retailers. Yeah, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully nothing happens. But uh, all right, comics we read this week. I read a big fat zero. Got to catch up. But I know you want to talk about Batman Superman, which I didn't get to read. Damn it. Um, so, what did you read this week? Uh, so I'll start with a couple. I read the Carnage Black, White, and Red, and it was okay. But Donnie's story isn't in this first issue, so I was a little disappointed because I only came to that book to read Donnie. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie. Like I like uh, who else is in it? Teeny Howard's in it. She's I like her. Percy's in it. Al Ewing's in it. Like they're all great creators, but like I don't care about Carnage. I just care about Donny Cates. <laughs> it's not to be a dick, but it's right, like, right, yeah, we know. It just it wasn't a book for me. Um, Miles Morales, Spider Man number twenty four. This basically just set up the whole clone saga that they're gonna do with Miles. And what I liked about it is Miss um, Marvel kind of sneaks away to go hang out with Miles for the day. And they're, they're kind of budding a relationship there where they're both saying, like, we're just friends and we're just hanging out. But they talk about dating as teenagers. And mm-hmm. you could tell there's some sexual attraction there. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a cool sequence where they're like, let's go play basketball together and just, you know, not be superheroes for five minutes. <laughs> and it all takes place after the uh, King in Black. So, like, they walk through town and, like, entire buildings are destroyed. Um, I really liked it. I love the Miles book right now. Uh, Alien, number one. This is coming from me from the great Philip Kennedy Johnson. Yeah, I started to read it. It was pretty good. I really it liked it. Um, I'm not the world's biggest Alien fan. I like those three movies. So... <laughs> I like the movies? <laughs> I'm not familiar with this lead character, though. Mm, me either. Yeah, that's that was my only issue. Yeah, so it it seems like the whole universe is set around this uh, Marine Corps, Army, whatever you want to call it, that's run by a corporation. Mm-hmm. And it seems like people have problems with this corporation, but they're the ones kind of holding <laughs> the line against these aliens. And uh, the whole story is this guy who has been up there is going to finally retire and we end up finding out that, you know, he's sick and is going to die probably from someone from the aliens. Yep. And uh, just wants to reconnect with his son. But his son is kind of a... Activist. A, a radical activist. And yep. they had, you know, butting heads. So it's a, it was a cool little human story inside this universe. I really mm-hmm. liked it. And the art was amazing. Yeah, the art was sick. The Xenomorphs, man. Wow. Salvador La Roca is uh, yeah. lovely. Roca can draw. Um, Harley Quinn, number one. Third girl, Stephanie Phillips. I like the way she sets up Harley. Um, she's kind of coming back to town and is going to make amends. She wants mm-hmm. to be a good guy now. Um, 
you know, is kind of pissed off at the Joker after whatever happened during the Joker Wars. Yep. And uh, the, the first sequence is great because she's trying to apologize to Killer Croc and he's not having it. <laughs> and then there's a whole bunch of sequences of her going through different traumas, you know, people throwing stuff at her and like, you know, telling her to leave Gotham because of what she's done rightfully. Mm-hmm. So, but then Batman shows up and it's just like, you know, what are you doing? I saw you got into a fight earlier. Or are you going back to being bad? She's, you know, no, that's not what I'm doing. I'm trying to make amends. And that's basically the story is her just trying to figure out how she can fit into being a part of the bat family, even okay. though Batman doesn't want her to be. <laughs> And there's a great sequence here where, since I, through you, know that Batman is no longer super wealthy. Right. Um, she's like, so, like, do I get, like, a check from the Batman Enterprise or something? Because <laughs> I got to pay rent over here. And he's just kind of like, yeah, that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome. she ends up at the end of the story, like, finding her place. She has an idea of where she wants to go and how she wants to uh, help Gotham. And I like the way it's going. It's yeah. if I had any complaint about the book, I'm not really hot on the art. Yeah, that was my only thing with the future state stuff with the Harley Quinn. So here's the thing: it's not the same artist as that. Oh, so it's another artist. So I really like the future state artist. Oh, okay. I know that artist was a little anime y. Yeah, like, it kind of tilted that line. Mm-hmm. This almost has a exaggerated cartoon look. Like, uh, Hugo Strange pops up at one point, and he's just got, like, a giant head, and his beard, like, curls out, almost mm-hmm. like. So, there was just things about the art that didn't vibe with me, but the story's really good. And that being said, the art's not bad, it's just not what I want. Mm-hmm. But this is the book. Everybody go out and buy this fucking book. Okay, Batman, Superman, number 16. Book yep. of the week. I'm gonna read it tonight. Um, I did not expect to like this as much as I did. And the whole story is told on two sections of the page. So on the top half of the page, you get a Superman story. and the bottom half, you get a Batman story. Mm-hmm. And both are running simultaneously. And they're, the panel layout is done on film reel. Oh, cool. It's awesome. I love That's the way awesome. it's laid out. So so each story is going and it's kind of you're not sure where it lands because it seems like the Superman story is very early in his life and it seems like the Batman story is kind of like early-ish but not too much Mm -hmm. and then you start to see these differences where like you know in Superman's story uh, Martha Wayne is still alive so you're like what the fuck? Yeah. And then in uh, Batman's story, there's no Superman. Oh. Like, they find his uh, his rocket gets hit in impact, and he dies before he comes to Earth. Oh. So the whole thing's like a mind fuck. Oh, okay. And by the end, it, kind of, it explains that and kind of brings it back to reality. But the way the story is laid out and the story that's told, I was riveted the whole time. That's awesome. I, I, I think I it's can't just... Wait to read it. Super excited about it. And right in the beginning of the book, they tell you, like, it's almost like, uh, what's his name? Gene. Louis Yang. Louis Yang. It's almost like him being like, listen, this is the story. There's one on top, one on bottom. You can read it. You can read the Superman one through, 
right. and then go back and read the Batman one. You can read all at the same time. He goes, I don't give a fuck. Just read it. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. I read it page to page and just really liked how each story was. I thought the way that the stories were progressing with each other um, and the beats they were hitting mm-hmm. worked where I read like oh. the whole top page and then I read the bottom page. Yep. And then, yeah, once we get to the end, it was all about it. So awesome. This book's yeah, in great hands because that was oh. by far the best single issue of a comic I've read probably all year. Damn, that's great yeah. because I, uh, you know, Batman Superman came out. I'm like, oh, I'll probably end up reading it tonight because, you know, the last story arc was okay. <laughs> Let's, uh, whenever they do a Batman Superman book, I'm always yeah. like, I, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, because it's never like the coolest thing. Yeah, but, and it never lives up to what it is. Right. This far surpassed every expectation I had. I loved it. Awesome. Loved I got to do that tonight for sure. All right. That's all I had, Mike. So where can people find you on that internet? They can find me at Fortress Ricker on Twitter, where you can see a couple lovely pictures. Posted my uh, my booster gold Easter egg that I painted this morning. I was pretty proud of that because <laughs> we had gold paint for the Easter eggs. So I was like, and I already made it blue, and I was like, holy shit, I'm gonna make booster gold. And you know, a girlfriend was like, "Who's that?" <laughs> and I was like, "You don't know who Booster Gold is? He's a guy from the 31st century. And he, whatever, <laughs> works at a museum." But uh, anyways, I don't think yeah. this is gonna work out, babe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where can they find you and or the show, Chris? Uh, they can find me at Fortress Chris on Twitter, and they can find the show at Fortress Comics underscore on Twitter. Also, FortressComicNews.com, where everything we do is right there on the Handy Dandy website, including the books that are coming out this week and all the other videos we do here. Um, everybody, I'm a little sorry. It's scrambled right now because of the power outage and everything. Uh, so a couple of our videos are delayed because of that, but you know, I'll figure it out. But remember, everybody, if you're listening to us on uh, audio feeds through podcatchers to give us a review, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you know, five stars, whatever google uses because they're crazy um i think stitcher just like has you send a raven i don't know yeah pretty much and then if you're watching this to uh thumb up the video down below and then like subscribe share comment on the video uh if you want to go the extra mile there's always the patreon at patreon.com slash fortress comics thank you all so much for listening we'll be back next week with an awesome awesome guest. We'll see you then. Bye.